0: Acts, chapter 27, from verse 1, the Bible says, When it was decided that we should sail to Italy, they handed Paul and some other prisoners over to the centurion named Julius of the cohort Augusta. We went on board on a ship from Adra them bound for ports in the province of Asia and set a sail. And then we read verse 6. There the centurion found an Alexandria ship that was sailing to Italy and put us on board. For many days we made little headway arriving at Cedars only with difficulty. And because the wind would not permit us to continue our course, we sailed for the sheltered side of Crete of Salmon. We sailed past it past it with difficulty and reached a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lassia. Verse ten. Verse 9, much time had now passed and sailing had become hazardous because the time of the fasts had already gone by. So Paul warned them, men, I can see that this voyage will result in severe damage and heavy loss not only to the cargo and the ship but also to our lives. The centurion, however, paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Since the harbour was unfavourably situated for spending the winter, the majority planned to put out to the sea from there in the hope of reaching Phoenix, a port in Crete facing west-northwest there to spend the winter. Praise God. And verse 20, neither the sun nor the stars were visible for many days, and no small storm raged. Finally, all hope of our surviving was taken away. When many would no longer eat, Paul stood among them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice and not have set a sail from Crete and you would have avoided this disastrous loss. I urge you now to keep up your courage, not one of you will be lost, only the sheep. For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood by me and said, do not be afraid Paul. You are destined to stand before Caesar. And behold, for your sake, God has granted safety to all who are sailing with you. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We bless you. We enthrone you, Lord, above every situation and every circumstance of our life. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us in your word. Open our hearts to understand, to learn something new that is going to strengthen us, to help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, and to get, to be drawn to you, to be transformed from inside out to become just like you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now we just read a scripture reminding us something very interesting that Paul states here. Chapter 27 from verse 1. It was decided that we should sail to Italy. It was decided. It is a reminder that the journey upon which that they are going to undertake was decided by someone else. Remember, Paul was uh, called by Jesus when he was going to persecute the church of Jesus Christ, the servant of God, <laughs> he had a letter from the high priest to kill them, eliminate them. Jesus spoke to him. He appeared on the road to him and his life was transformed. His name was Saul. He was transformed and given a new name and a new mission. So every new mission comes with a new name and it begins with an encounter, a call. So Paul was given a new name, Paul, and a new mission entrusted to him at this point in time the Bible records that it was decided that they had to go to Rome. And him and other prisoners were taken on a journey that they had no control over, that they did not know what to do, but they just had to do what they were asked. Even though he was still on a mission and a servant of God, servant of Jesus Christ, And they got into a ship and Paul tried to warn them because the Lord would reveal to him but they could not listen. He was a mere prisoner so they could not listen and the Bible records that actually the centurion did not pay attention to him. However, the warning that Paul gave actually happened because as we continue reading, there was a shipwreck and God still intervened and this is where we are going to look at more carefully when he said last night an angel of God verse 23 the God whom I belong so Paul knew that irrespective of the fact that he was a prisoner it was decided that he was going to head to Rome He had no control over the journey or the challenges that were on the road. The most important thing is that he had a relationship with Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, who breaks chains, who intervenes. And he said, the angel of the God whom I belong. So now he knows that he has been purchased by the blood of Jesus from the life that he used to live of killing the people of God and persecuting the church of Jesus Christ, and now he's a servant of God. He is acknowledging that he belongs to God, and he says, And whom I serve. So he's also acknowledging he's a servant of God by the virtue of the fact that he knows that he belongs to God and he is a servant of God. Then the angel says, Do not be afraid, Paul. Why? Because the Lord reminded him he was destined to stand before Caesar and behold for his sake God has granted safety to everyone who was sailing with him is an assurance that the angel came to give him by the virtue of his calling by the virtue of his transformation by the virtue of the the fact that he belongs to God and he is a servant of God it doesn't matter how the journey began and the challenges that they were going to encounter whether they were going to listen to him or not and the struggles that were going to come on the way but the Lord assures him that he will He will get to Rome, that no matter what happens on this journey, he will get to Rome. He was destined to get to Rome because he had an assignment that the Lord had predestined for him to do in Rome. So he had to get there by fire, by thunder. So the story of Paul cannot end in defeat. He cannot die in a shipwreck. Not him, not him, because he's already called by God. He knows he belongs to God. He's a servant of God. So at this point in time, this journey seemed he seemed so helpless. He did not decide, he did not know what to do, they wouldn't listen, but it did not matter. What matters is what the angel said: Do not be afraid. Fear is what paralyzes us, is what brings anxiety. But the Lord helps us to know right now, here and now, it doesn't matter what we have to face on the journey of life or whatever situations or circumstances that might come our way when we choose to do something or when we find ourselves in a situation that we did not even choose to do, we did not even begin, but we found ourselves in a situation we did not even know how it happened. What is important is to know The Lord we belong to cannot leave us in the storm to be destroyed by a shipwreck alone because by the virtue of servanthood, it means that the Lord is the one who designs and who has control and power over every situation. It doesn't matter who orchestrated it, God has control over it. It doesn't matter who ordained it, God has control over it. He can use anyone and any situation to bring good and glory to his name. So that is what the story of Paul reveals to us. And then as we continue reading, we have come to know something very interesting. Chapter 28 of um, Acts is the story of Malta. You see, Malta is this island that they had to seek for help after the shipwreck so they came to this island called malta the bible says verse one once we had reached safety we learned that the island was called malta the natives showed us extraordinary hospitality they lit a fire and welcomed all of us because it had begun to rain and was cold paul had gathered a bundle of brushwood and was putting it on fire when a viper escaping from the heat fastened on his hand When the natives saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man must certainly be a murderer. Though he escaped the sea, justice has not let him remain alive, but he shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no harm. Praise God. Then verse 6, they were expecting him to swell up or suddenly to fall down dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happened to him, they changed their minds and began to say that he was a god. In the vicinity of that place where lands belonging to a man named Publius, the chief of the island, he welcomed us and received us cordially as his guests for three days. Praise God. Very interesting. You see, Malta is just like a passing cloud. Paul did not decide to go to Rome, it was decided. Then they get into the boat and the storm, and they had a shipwreck. And after the shipwreck, actually, before getting to Malta the bible records verse 42 of chapter 27 the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners so that none might swim away and escape but the centurion wanted to save paul and so kept them from carrying out their plan he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first get to the shore and then the rest some on planks others on debris from the ship In this way, all reach the shore safely. The message that Paul gave, that none of them will be lost, only the sheep. So you see, the promise of God has to be fulfilled somehow. It is not for us to figure out how exactly it's going to work out, but it is for us to believe in the word of God that the Lord will grant safety. You see, sometimes we go through moments and and times of our lives that we go through very complicated and tough times. And sometimes we are bound to look at the situation that is really frustrating us, that troubled moment, that challenge that we cannot really work out where and what and what it's all about. But one thing we need to know, that it could have been worse. So the Lord comes to assure us that no matter what happens, He's going to grant us safety, not just us, but for our sake for our sake we acknowledge that we belong to him and we are his servants then he's gonna grant safety to us and those who are sailing with us so that his will may be accomplished and so that we may get to do the assignment that has been placed on us and the most important thing is it did not end there so the soldiers were planning on killing them but you see the word of god came beforehand to bring that news and to assure uh, to assure not just paul from the angel to Paul, and then Paul to others. So, this word of God came in advance to reveal to us that it doesn't matter what the enemy plans, he will still fail. You know, he failed in the garden, he failed. Oh, many times but he still keeps trying but God has the final say. Jesus has the final say. he is the alpha and the omega so it does not matter what weapons come our way even when you're just about to get to that breakthrough, they're just about, they're coming out of a shipwreck after such a complicated tough journey from the water, they did not die in the water because the Lord protected them just imagine when they're just coming out of the water, something, something else is happening somebody's planning on killing or the prisoners. How ridiculous is that? And they could not fulfill their plan. Why? Because God was still in charge. You see, even if tough times happen, when new situations come, and they seem to be over our head, it doesn't mean that God is not in control. It means we are just blinded to see that he is still in charge and acknowledge. When we acknowledge the word of God, when we acknowledge that we belong to God and we are his servants, then we will come to know that there is no weapon that is fashioned against us that, that shall ever prosper. That is what the Lord says in Isaiah 54, 17, it shall come to pass because his word is alive and active and the Bible reminds us again that so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return void but shall do my will and accomplish that which it was sent to do that is what Isaiah says so at the end of the day the word of God remains as the final word that we need in our lives the word of God remains as the final victory that we have to experience when we believe then it shall come to pass and we know that that Paul did not die and none of them died according to the word of God it came to pass that the Lord granted them safety they all came out of the water and they came to this island where they were shown so much um extraordinary hospitality the bible calls it in verse 2 of chapter 28 of the book of acts however even if there was still another situation that was waiting on paul (laughs) so sad but it is for the glory of god because he was not shaken what he already went through was enough revelation that actually jesus was with him, that the presence of God was with him, that the angel of the Lord was with him. So as long as the Lord assured assured to protect them beforehand, it means that his presence was still with them. The Lord assured them safety. So the Lord who protected them from a shipwreck could not allow them to just come out of the water and be beaten by the snake, could not allow Paul to died there because he still had a job to do in Rome so this is the faithfulness of God that many many times when we are faced with obstacles huge obstacles when you are faced with bronze doors and iron bars when we really want to go through you know and to receive that breakthrough that victory the lord wants to assure us what he said in isaiah 45 verse 2 i will go before you who is i the i am i am is jesus i will go before you to level all the mountains bronze doors i will shutter iron bars i will snap That is a promise, and if it is a promise, it shall be fulfilled because the word of God is living and active. And we know from the life of Paul, even in Malta, from that experience that people were judging from whatever they could see. They did not know that God can turn that situation around to bring glory to his name. And how did that happen? After the situation went on, The Bible records in verse 7 that in the vicinity of that place where lands belonging to a man named Publius, the chief of the island. so he watched all this happen and he realized, wow, so who is this man that the snake could not kill? Who is this man? You know, everybody was thinking, oh, he, he cannot survive. They changed their mind when they saw he didn't die. They thought he's a God. But this Publius, who is a chief, wanted to actually know who is this man. And he welcomed, because of what was going on, he welcomed Paul into his home. And the Bible says that he welcomed us and received us cordially as his guests for three days. Many things happen in three days. Three days. It so happened that the father of Publius was sick with a fever and dysentery. Paul visited him and after praying laid his hands on him and healed him. After this, had taken place, the rest of the sick on the island came to Paul and were cured. They paid us great honor and when we eventually set sail, they brought us the provisions we needed. Praise God. And then the next verse, (laughs) the next verse is arrival in Rome. Arrival in Rome and verse 16: the Bible says, When he entered Rome, when Paul entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldiers who was guarding him. Look at what God does. Mysteries of God never cease to amaze us. Imagine he had to go through all the suffering, increase his faith and trust in Jesus. And on the way, the angel appears to bring an assurance that don't worry, the Lord is with you, He's gonna help you through this. The Lord would have stopped him from being taken through a shipwreck, the Lord would have uh, stopped the storm in the sea, the Lord would have protected the ship from wrecking, the Lord would have protected even the issue. Of the snake coiling and hanging on Paul's hand in Malta, but he did not. He allowed him to go through all those things. Why? For his own glory. And I'm sure also Paul's faith increased, and those who are watching also glorified God because that is what is going to lead to. You see, after all those struggles, he's welcomed by the chief of the island, and while he's there, He saw that his father was actually sick and he remembered he is a servant. He remembered the God he belongs to, the Jesus that he knows who died to rescue us from every form of bondage. And Paul used the same very hand that the the snake had, had coiled on. The same very hand that God gave him the grace to shake off the snake on the fire. And suffered no harm. He used that hand to lay on the sick and they were cured. Praise God. So, after the father of Publius was cured of fever and dysentery, then the word of the Lord spread because that is what Jesus does it's evangelization. He was there for a reason. So, the Lord reveals it's not just protection, He has to reveal that He was with Paul, that His presence was with Paul. And also establish his kingdom in that island called Malta. So he had to suffer the shipwreck. Probably that is why the wind was against them in the sea. Probably that is why that wind was so tough that it wrecked the ship. You know, with the intention to kill all of them and kill Paul. You know, and when the wind did not succeed, it got into the soldier who wanted to kill all the prisoners. But God said, "Mm -mm, it's not time. So when your time has not yet come, nothing can kill you. It is no sickness. It is not nothing can kill you. Nothing can take you out if it is not your time. The Lord is the one who designs the time we are born and the time we die. So nothing can take you and die unless it is His time. And He will not allow any of His servants to be taken away. Without accomplishing the assignment and the purpose that has been placed upon the life of that servant. Because when the Lord calls, he calls you and I, he calls each one with a specific assignment. That is why Jesus could not die before his time. That is why he could not die as a little child, even though Herod tried to kill him. That is why he could not die at any other time until the time was right and jesus knew that the time was right so he went to pray in Gethsemane, in preparation and that's why the bible reminds us that he handed himself to the guards when they came to the garden they did not snatch him they did not bind him he handed himself to them because the time was right so What does fear come to do? Fear comes to paralyze our ability to be able to live to the fullness and to experience the greatness and the goodness of God in our lives because fear tells us otherwise. Fear speaks to us the opposite of God, what God would want us to be experiencing at any moment in time of our life. Fear tells us it is going to be bad, it is going to get worse. But Jesus said, do not be afraid. Safety has been granted. You will not die in the shipwreck. It doesn't matter whether it was decided that you would cross over the other side. The Lord is watching. His angels are guarding and watching over you. And you will get to the other side. And it doesn't matter what is plotted even on the other side or just before getting out of the shore. Just like the soldier wanted to kill them. It cannot happen. Why? Because the Lord always has a when he designs an assignment, he designs it and includes every experience that is going to lead to that assignment in accordance with his will and purpose for each one of us. Nobody was created as a mistake. Nobody was born as a mistake. Nobody was conceived as a surprise. Nobody was born as a surprise. Each one of us was Created for a purpose, for a purpose, and that purpose has to be accomplished because God is not man, and He does it His own way. So, what should we do? Seek Him more, worship through the struggle, and acknowledge that we belong to Him. Acknowledge that we are His servants, and as long as those two things are in are congruent in unity, then His our presence assignment will be accomplished in accordance with his will, with his will. Jesus had to take the road to Calvary to bring salvation to humanity. So he really came to die, but he had to walk a certain path. So you and I have also to walk a certain path that has been designed for us, so that at the end of that path. That the Lord said in Psalms thirty two verse eight, I will instruct you and show you the way you should walk. I will give you counsel and watch over you. Instruct you the way you should walk. Everybody has a way that they should walk, the way that has been designed, the path, the purpose that has been designed for each one of us to fulfill. And once we get to fulfill that purpose, we shall look back and actually acknowledge it is God. And this purpose that God designs is for his own glory. So none of it can come to us. But when we know whose we belong to and when we know who he is, who he is, that is the Great I Am, that is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Mighty God, the Most High God, the Cornerstone, the Lamb of God, the Mighty Warrior. The story we are living on, the life we are living cannot end with defeat. We have to tell the story of victory because he is a victor. So it doesn't matter what we suffer in the sea. that That shipwreck, that malta experience does not and shall not and will not be the final story of our lives. If we trust in God, if we believe in God, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus and know it is just a passing cloud. It is just a passing cloud. That shipwreck is a passing cloud. That Malta experience, that painful Malta experience, that bitter Malta experience is is just a passing cloud. We are headed to Rome. We are headed for a destined purpose. We are headed for a victorious end. We are headed for a peaceful, restful future. We are headed for a a moment of blessing and victory because he said in all these things we shall conquer overwhelmingly through he who has loved us. It is because of his love. May the Lord help us to be able to be tuned to his rhythm so that his power, his presence, his guidance, his instruction may be engraved in our hearts. And so that we may live to fulfill our purpose in accordance with his will and for the greater glory of his name. That he may help us to trust in him and to know that no matter what we suffer, no matter what comes our way, no matter what struggles, what troubles, what frustrations, what stress, what Whatever it is that comes our way, it cannot end in defeat. If we belong to him, we acknowledge we belong to him. If we are his servants and every day we seek him and we seek to know him better. If we have a relationship with Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came to die for sinners and the oppressed and the poor and those who are downtrodden, broken. I mean, it shall never, cannot end with defeat. He is victory. Victory is his name. is not what he does Is his name so if he is victorious he's a mighty warrior who fights our battles and gives us victory then we shall trust him and look up to him and acknowledge that this is who he is and this is whose we are so as long as we are we are united we have a covenant relationship with him then we are bound to experience that victory lord jesus we honor you We praise you. We worship you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for revealing to us that our story does not end with defeat. As long as we belong to you and we are your servant, as long as we acknowledge who we are in you and who you are to us, as long as we come to the realization that is a covenant relationship that you began when you called us, when you created us and you chose us to know you, to love you and to serve you that you are here to help us to be able to accomplish our purpose you have sent your angels to take charge over us to guard us and to protect us thank you lord for revealing to us that even your servant paul you protected you did not stop the shipwreck but you sent your angel with your word and you came to reveal that you are with him through every experience that he went through and your promise was fulfilled of granting him safety and all those who sail with him and he actually arrived in Rome because he was destined to accomplish his assignment your purpose in his life thank you Jesus we acknowledge no matter what comes our way we shall arrive safely into our destined purpose and we shall stand and acknowledge your faithfulness looking back We shall see your goodness and glorify your name. And all those whom we are sailing with, you have protected them, you have granted them safety. It shall be known that you are God. And for the greater glory of your name, every experiences that we go through, Lord, we lay everything at thy feet. That you may be glorified in every area of our life for the greater glory of your name. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. We praise you and we worship you, King of Kings. There is none like you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.